Hi, I'm Tina Burbine. And I'm Joy Ellis. We're members of the HealthLink Advisors team. Welcome back to our Let's Talk Data series. In our last episode, Mark Pasquale and I talked about demystifying data governance. There were four key points from that episode that will help us prepare for today's discussion. One, we promise to stop scaring our team members with the words data governance and simply talk about collaborating around the data because data is a team sport. Two, a positive side effect from the pandemic is that your data practices have matured. Three, so let's get the team back together to acknowledge the analytics work that was achieved during COVID and create an action plan to address the areas that could be strengthened. And finally, four, put a charter in place to leverage the momentum of the team and propel you forward in your data journey. In today's episode, Joy and I are going to talk about how to ensure this group remains action-oriented by understanding what information to bring into future meetings. This may not sound complicated, and yet it can make a major difference in the outcome of a meeting. Joy, could you please describe a common trap that so many data committees fall into? Yeah, thanks, Tina. So often teams using meeting time to provide updates to each other. But the data committee is intended to be action-oriented and quick-moving. So meeting time should revolve around facilitated discussion, decision-making, and assigning action steps as needed. This means that a deliberate effort must be put into pulling together the type of information that the team will be discussing and the decisions that are needed. We can establish the expectations of the meeting by outlining clear meeting objectives at the start, followed by the information that must be discussed and the decisions needed. It's important that all of this information is shared in advance of the meeting, but I think it's equally important that all team members commit to review the information in advance of the meeting. It's really not uncommon that team members will come into a meeting thinking they already have an answer to the problem and then spend the meeting time convincing the rest of the team it's the right approach, which really implies that the decision's already been made. That is not a collaborative approach and it doesn't foster team learning about each other's data needs. It does take a data village And if we think back about, you know, the data practices that were occurring during COVID, teams were coming together to discuss and solve data problems together and then quickly turning that into action. It's this type of approach that should extend into future data committee meetings as well. For instance, let's say a data committee had agreed that a particular hospital within their system was going going to take the lead on standardizing the workflow for discharge date and time. What would be the next action steps for the data committee? Well, the committee members would bring to the next meeting the output of the workflow analysis and the recommendations for workflow changes. The data committee then have an opportunity to discuss, ask questions, and then they'd make a decision uh, in that same meeting whether the workflow recommendations should become the standard for all facilities. And if there's evidence that supports variances are needed, then those would be discussed and vetted as well. In the scenario that you just shared, there's something critical happening. The data committee is making a decision as a team based on information shared in a collaborative discussion that serves the need for the organization. All perspectives are accounted for. Joy, what's another scenario? So another example might be determining which metric uh, align with strategic priorities. For instance, if an organization is wanting to improve capacity at their hospital, which is the best metrics to focus on? Might be average length of stay, geometric mean length of stay, or median length of stay. The data committee needs to understand the benefits and the limitations for each one of those calculations when deciding which measure most closely uh, 
aligns with the organizational strategy. And there really isn't a right or wrong answer, but the team must agree on which metric should be consistently defined, consistently measured, and consistently used to evaluate performance against the strategic objectives. Both of those scenarios you've shared mean the data committee is acting collaboratively to take action, but this is the real world. So what happens when the team can't make a decision together? <laughs> yeah, actually there's two scenarios. So the first being there's a stalemate in decision-making. The team can't agree. And this is really where the role of a chair or co-chairs who are facilitating you know, the discussion um, can be really helpful. It's the chair's responsibility to help the team remember the guiding principles and measure the decision options against those guiding principles. The decision that most closely aligns with those guiding principles should drive the team into an agreement and help them move forward. It's not always an easy discussion, so having an appointed chair to serve in this role will continue to help the group make forward progress during those toughest decisions. And sometimes that role serves as the tiebreaker. So the second and probably more common scenario is the team doesn't make decisions because they get stuck on the concept of a perfect decision. They swirl. They feel like they don't have all the information they need or they fear making a bad decision. So setting expectations before uh, and again at the beginning of the meeting that the committee may not make a perfect decision, but they will be time boxed into making a decision, however imperfect, by the end of that meeting can really help the committee move forward. And if you think back, you know, how quickly we're all working during COVID, we're making decisions just in time. They weren't always perfect, and sometimes we had to revisit them. It's the same type of decision-making style that the data committee must continue to kind of contain that swirl. That's so true. And in today's environment, it's also important to keep in mind that most of us are still working virtually. So the way that we must facilitate these data committee meetings to keep the team engaged might be a little different than if we were all sitting around a table in a conference room together. So build your agenda off of the action items from the previous meeting and send out reminders to the individuals that are responsible for follow-up. It's important to remember to circulate meeting materials 24 hours in advance and make sure the team knows that they must review prior to the committee meeting. Team members should feel comfortable sharing their thoughts and questions in the meeting for an active dialogue. This helps create a meaningful discussion. And there are also techniques that can be used during the meeting and in between data committee discussions to help keep everybody engaged as well. If there's a sensitive data topic that's going to be discussed, consider using tools that will allow questions and concerns to be submitted to all meeting participants anonymously. This could be an interactive polling or feedback loop shared for everybody to see. If the team needs time to, remove, to review lengthy data policies or procedures, it's okay in between meetings to do so and then vote on whether those policies are approved via email. Just remember to bring back the results into the next meeting for discussion and any next steps. Everything we've been talking about requires careful organization of materials and work in between every meeting, which means that the data committee will more than likely need to assign a team member to do this. We find it helpful if the team member has some project management skills in their background, but that's not a requirement. What's most important is that passion for teamwork and passion for data. So let's summarize what we've talked about. In order to maintain an action-oriented steering committee, we need to appoint someone to pull the materials together 
circulate them in advance of the meeting, and take meeting minutes. The meeting materials should contain clear objectives, the questions that must be answered. And then get creative. Find new ways to keep team members engaged by using all the you know, new interactive meeting technology out there. That's a great summary. Thank you, Joy. If you'd like to talk further with us about any of these concepts, please don't hesitate to reach out. We're passionate about data and we want to see our data committees succeed. Look for our next episode in our series, Let's Talk Data, where we will use what's been shared about data decision-making to create a strong EMPI approach. On behalf of Joy, myself, and the entire HealthLink Advisors team, thank you for joining us.